Potters, welcome to the program. I'm your host, Kyle Lira, and today, uh, really, not much is going on. <laughs> so, uh, we are here to talk about Star Wars The Last Jedi <laughs> for the second time. <laughs> and uh, we have uh, our, our regularly... regularly uh, Schedule the people on uh, on the podcast. I have Alexis and Peter here to talk with me about uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi because uh, it is definitely worth talking about twice and maybe three times. Maybe three times, just depend, just depending. We'll create a whole saga on just talking about the Last Jedi. You know what? Fuck it. Let's just turn this Red Spotlight Entertainment to a Last Jedi friggin' podcast. You already did that with Disney. Can we have a Steven Spielberg podcast on this? Whoa. No. I, I don't think there's a lot worth talking about. Yeah, it's not like he has any good films coming out. Yeah. He's made 30 movies in his entire career. Well, that was all in the past. Let the go past. of the let, past. Let the past let die. The past die. Kill, it <laughs> Kill it if you have to. Um, we, this is going to be a loose discussion. <laughs> We're going to definitely... Uh, there's definitely going to be ranting because audiences are stupid. Uh, <laughs> wow. Already off the bat. Usually I see that. Yeah. Uh, and we're just going to have a loosey-goosey casual conversation about uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi because we have so much more to talk about and we shit. We should also admit how many times we've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alexis. Well, one of the reasons why we're doing this is because we've had already multiple viewings of it. Kyle has seen it two times. Oh. Peter saw it three times. And I've had the great pleasure of seeing it four times. Probably going to be a fifth for him. Probably. Probably, yeah. Maybe tonight. <laughs> uh, no, no. I need, I need, to, I need to rest. Yeah. But, like, Four nights in a row is enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, a, a crack addict. Right. Well, I mean, I've already matched the number of times I've seen Force Awakens in theaters. It took me a good two or three weeks to match that number. So in four days, I'm pretty proud of myself. Which is a point out of But now it's just... Uh, now it's... Uh, for me, it's two... For Peter, it's three. I'll probably see it at least one more time. time. Just because I gotta see it with someone, so. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this is a loose conversation about Star about uh, Star Wars Last Jedi. First of all, right off the bat, it's a damn fucking good movie. Uh, I, I can't... I... <laughs> a lot of stuff that I was it, it blew expectations out of the water and my expectations were exceedingly high for uh, The Last Jedi. I already declared it as my favorite film of the year before even watching it. So you I would do that with any Star Wars. Film. So that I could so, so so what you're saying is your opinion is invalid. So I blew my <laughs> I, I kind of blew my hypothetical load too soon. Uh Why does he always he reference always orgasms? references <laughs> it's, it's, God. Okay, continue. Uh, that's why I said hypothetical. It's all, it's all hypothetical. That's not that's the, not that's even not the, the issue, issue we had. All. <laughs> um, so, uh, and I'm look right now. I'm just gazing at a wonderful, uh, wonderful Careful, poster. You're lost in that. You're gonna need a new uh, Star Wars encyclopedia here. Yeah, it's out of date. Stuff. It's out of date. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at a wonderful Last Jedi poster. Uh, right now that uh, that Alexis has hanging up proudly in his room or we should we call it like the central Red Spotlight Entertainment Hub I guess well, I mean, uh, who puts nearly as much effort into their room as I do 
Um, anyway, I, I, I just generally love this movie. It, it really, uh, from the beginning to end, I'm completely like, yes, Star Wars. This is new Star Wars. And it's very unfortunate that, uh, that we're not going to get a new Star Wars film until 2019. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's gonna be. That's, that, We're just that, gonna ignore what's happening in 2018, I guess. There's something Infinity going on War? in 2018. Infinity War. That's Infinity War. Yeah, Avengers. Star Wars movie of the year. Avengers, Infinity War. Right. Yeah, but other than that, there's nothing else Star Wars yeah. related going on in 2018. I don't know. I think fans are gonna hate it because they went against the established canon, and uh, you can't do that. Apparently, it's 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 a big no no. Yeah, this movie. I mean, I get if you don't like it, but adamantly hating it is a completely different thing. All in, I have to say, even if you don't like it, I there's some. Well, I I I don't I don't want us to come off like we're like assholes who are like you can't have your own opinion, right? right, Because we are assholes, but we we are someone who says you can have your own opinion. My issues come from. Really, the reasons why people don't like it. Like, I'll be honest, for all the reasons people don't like The Force Awakens, I can understand. It's like, okay, I can, yeah. I can kind yeah, of see where new, you're coming it's from. New, it's the same thing as A New Hope. Oh, there's another Death Star, but bigger. You know, just stuff like that is to say typical. Than the prequels, where the way a lot of people are like, that's a bit hyperbolic. But it's like, it, your, your issues, I can definitely understand. And the same goes for Rogue One. Um, even though those are both films that I liked, uh, I definitely like Force Awakens more. Much but with, more. But with this film, I'm having a difficulty to understand why people disliked it, other than it wasn't what you wanted in your fan fiction head. And to me, I'm sorry, that's not a legitimate reason to dislike the film. Yeah, it's just an, it's not a legitimate reason. Is it kind of equitable, equitable maybe, I don't know what the word is, uh, to, uh, let's say, a brand new Spider-Man movie was coming out, and Mm -hmm. and fans would be mad that it wasn't the actual web shooters, but it was the mutated organic. uh, Yes. Like, it it wasn't comic book accurate. It wasn't comic book accurate. And the comic books, it's like, that's one thing, too. Although, I think um, comic books are definitely more lenient, as long as the film is good. Yeah. Um, but it's also this whole thing of like, it needs to be comic book accurate exact, exactly the way it's in the comic books that I never read. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really, uh, that, that's another thing, but I think Star Wars kicks it up like 50 notches mm-hmm. really. And it's not so much like, I don't want it. I want it to follow exactly mm. what I, I already know. It's. I don't want it well, to go farther. Want, why would you want a movie to follow exactly what you want it to do? If that's to me, it's because like, then that would be a that would be like a, a credible complaint. Oh, I, it was too predictable, you know, and that would have been uh, something detrimental well, to the film. That was with that this was, movie, you had no idea where things were going. That was the complaint with the Force Awakens, and and like I said, I liked Force Awakens. I completely understood why the bone structure had to be exactly the same not exactly the same but um the same as a new hope mm-hmm. my issue was more of the details and i was and i was just saying that before we got on air like the way that um ray has to come from a desert planet just like luke it's like you could have made it a different planet. you could have done a little bit more to keep it more interesting but i do think that's a legitimate um 
argument against the film. But for better or for worse, The Force Awakens, I think we all agree, is what it needed to be for that time. Yes. But also, if, if you remember, while there was a backlash to The Force Awakens, it was nothing compared to The Last Jedi. Is go- is happy right now. The backlash is immediate. It's, it's immediate. And, and, and I think that really goes to this whole thing. It, it kind of reminds me of people who are like... We want original films. We want original films. You and get an original film, and you, then you don't watch it. You don't watch it. You watch the same series every year. Same block. Out of all of us here right now, uh, what original films have you seen recently? They're not property based. Uh, not property. Coco counts, right? Coco uh, was Disney, but it, but it's not based off an established property. For already. me, I've seen Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, mm-hmm. and Lady Bird, mm-hmm. and those are fucking great movies. Yes, those are arguably one of the best films of the year, and it's not going to make, you know, no. fifty million. But they're well, no, films. like five hundred million dollars. Yes, Baby Driver, Dunkirk are, are more original films recently. But anything yeah. else uh, that you've seen that has been original films? Um, Ravenfield. All the, the films that I want to see don't come to our movie theater. <laughs> we only get the big blockbuster ones because we're kind of, you know. On Jakku over here, <laughs> pretty much. So we, we we're don't in get... a de- we're in a desert. It's yeah. desolate, and we pretty much when you say, "Oh, I came from the Imperial Valley," and you're like, "Where?" That is nowhere. I I, <laughs> I love that joke. That I love that joke where she was where she was like, "I, uh, uh, where are you from?" I'm like, uh, "She's like nowhere. Where are you from, Jakku?" Okay, that is nowhere. That's pretty much there. Um, and. Although I will admit, I don't want to sit here and pretend like The Last Jedi is a perfect film. No. By no by no means is it perfect. Well, does there a are, perfect movie ever even exist? Mm, well, there, I don't think so. But I guess you can see some arguments for that. Um, but there are pretty real issues within this film. Okay, like there are flaws, mm-hmm. but the film is uh, executed perfectly. Well, see... That's my thing. It's it's executed so well filmmaking wise, and also of people, the issues that are there as a film. If those were the issues people were talking about, I could be like, okay, I understand where you're coming from. I think you're being way too drastic in and saying it's the worst Star Wars. Ever All right, let's 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 get this out of the way with right now. What are the main issues that we have with this movie? Um, are they personal issues? Or are they actual structural issues? It's it's more like structural and character issues you know the, the, the actual last, filmmaking yeah. issues okay. you know not it didn't my the character i have in my head is supposed to do this then what are, your, what, what are your reasons um first of all length i i definitely can understand people's people issue with length. With, like, it wasn't it was one for long. me but i understand why it could yes. have been an issue for somebody else it, yeah that's that's the and, same and way for I felt me for i'll say i could have watched this movie it was a four-hour movie I, okay well maybe uh <laughs> I'll say this, watching it again and again, it flies by for me. Yes. So that, it, gets... it does for me too, but it definitely by the end of it, I'm like, this is definitely a long film. It, it's the longest one, yeah. Um, so I, I can definitely understand that. Um, I could definitely say that, like, in terms of, like, what people, like, in terms of, like, adjectives and descriptions and things like that, I could definitely say that this is, like, a roller coaster film. Yeah. Like, because there's, like, ups, downs, and spirals and just all that stuff and i i can also understand maybe conflicting themes that it's like a little bit like 
okay, this character learned this, but then this character tries to do this. Like, sort of, let me put it this way. Um, it's like different characters can have different arcs. Like, um, Poe, his big lesson is not to be the hero to, you know, this this whole self-sacrifice thing. It's It's, you know, like Rose says, it's about, you know, saving what you love, not fighting what you hate. And it's like, that's a great line. Great Star Wars line right there. And but then there's some people that do do some self-sacrificing things, and I can understand how people are like, well, doesn't that conflict a little bit with with mm-hmm. the lessons? And it's, I think there's differences in in into the scenarios in which it's going on. But I see people have a hard time like, well, if you're learning this here and then that happens there, I can kind of understand where that's coming from. Although I still think it's like, eh, they, they did a good job of of each individual story arc and. And what they're each going through and what they learn. Um, the whole casino planet thing, I can understand if you're walking out of the film and you feel like it doesn't add much to the film. Mm-hmm. Again, I feel differently, but and I there's can a completely, definitely understand that. There's like a completely different, like, again, going back to what you're saying about like mm-hmm. themes and, and stuff like that. Like, oh, I... All of a sudden, like animal cruelty is a is a is a thing in this movie kind of thing, and just like different different kind of things. And also, it's it's kind of funny how you look at a like a scene like uh, when Chewbacca is uh, is eating a porg. But see, and that that's one of the things I understand. Remember, he eats a porg, and then they're saying like that's that's played as a laugh, but the other thing is played as actual like issue a- I think that's where people that's I think that's stupid for people to say that because there's there's an honest to god difference between the circle of life mm-hmm. you know you know and, and they and they show that you know life death balance and all that and then torturing an animal for your amusement I think those are two different things um and I and I so mm, Again, if if you feel like that's a confliction or conflicting a little bit, I can kind of understand it. There are the things that go on too long here and there. Um, but yeah, what what do you think some of the issues are? Um, it it really has nothing to do with like plot per se, mm-hmm. like because uh. Point A to point B. Uh, I found a really gaping like plot hole because yeah. like she uh, Ray is on that planet uh, on Octu for three days mm-hmm. versus the whole thing is supposed to take place within nine hours. No, it's not supposed no, to take place in nine because hours because they said we only have six hours of uh, of fuel left. At the very beginning, they like not even the beginning when they were already a little bit through. They're like, we have eighteen hours of fuel left and that so no that surmises a day and she was on octu for three days i know that wasn't at the very beginning that was already when they were on the chase for a while also i assumed she got there way way before you know they were already running Mm -hmm. so no i don't think that's an issue at all so you're thinking that i the octu stuff happens before all this shit is happening it it starts a little bit sooner but not only that um they had way more than nine hours of fuel they had way more 
because I, I explicitly remember them saying after they were already on the run for a while, like, oh, 18 hours of fuel left. Mm. Was that before or after it was revealed that uh, Haldo was uh, filling up the transports? That was way before, I think. Um, also, mm-hmm. uh, Maul gets sliced in half and, and doesn't die. And Snoke gets sliced in half and dies. Okay, see, you're going to piss me off. Yeah. <laughs> if that's your issue, then you're no better no, than it's, everyone it's a, else. It's a minor, no, it's a minor nitpick. It's a minor okay. nitpick. It's a minor nitpick. Because if, if we're going by the film, um, the films were never meant to keep them all alive. You know, they came back and they retconned that and all of that. So, Yeah. Whatever. I'm not even gonna get into um, that. In terms of like major issues, I have editing. Maybe. Really. Maybe like, uh, cut like a scene or two uh, shorter. What well, scene? yeah, that, that's what I mean. It's a. I, I I'll say the scenes you could cut are probably when they get imprisoned on the Canto Bite thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was necessary. I think they could have gone straight from them going to the casino. To them running away. Mm. And then the cop's like, oh, that's them. And then they start running. And then they run into the, where all of the, what's it called, are being held. Yeah. The, the fa- Fomars? Fomars, I think. And then that's when they let them escape and they run. Cause I but do, then where's your introduction to uh, Benicio Del Toro, though? Um, I think that's where, um, what's it called? BB-8 can get separated for them. He finds him doing some thievery and then you still have the same thing where he with BB-8 helps them escape and then they're like oh you're you can do it and he's like I can do it and it's like okay same thing but yeah that is a little section where it's like I can I can understand just pulling this out mm. what, what are your major issues in my first viewing I had an issue with Luke throwing the lightsaber uh, okay uh, because it worried me about what was to come <laughs> uh, I think we talked about like okay because we knew the humor was not being received very well going into it and that kind of kind of scared me because okay but uh, considering what Luke is at that moment and having seen it so many times it's no longer an issue like it started off you hear the dramatic uh, Jedi steps theme yeah uh, and then all of a sudden it like comes to a crashing yeah. halt and, and, he, like, and he tosses it behind him <laughs> and he's like well this is where this movie is going right right and it's great uh, my other issue and then my god they did Luke so well in this movie well we haven't gotten to that yet well we'll, we'll get to we'll get to that just minor little note to that go on Alexis um again in the moment I was wait I was loving Snoke, and you just kill him like that. Although <laughs> I was like, okay, it didn't take me long to get like to get over it, like maybe a couple of seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna say right now, none of the stuff bothers me. Not none of the stuff that bothers you or bothers you or. I love this movie. I I, I love it the way it is. I think it's great. It's. Yeah, I I guess it's like there are little questions here and there. And yeah, it's like, well, but, this, well, that, but it, 
I'm really struggling to find something I had a real giant issue with where it's like that 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 was glaring. Things that I could that maybe that could, was glaring. Could, I I would have expected to bother me even though maybe it doesn't. I was even okay with Akbar just being killed. I was which is not that big of a deal honestly to tell you the truth. People swear people it's like, are swearing like Akbar he's this giant character. He appeared once. And in said one it's a film and became a meme at the end of the and all of a sudden it's like he's this great, great character like if if these films took place back in the 70s um phasma would be considered this giant awesome character yeah. but now yeah. it's like she was wasted and it's like no she was used like a star wars character, character yes. <laughs> she's used exactly the way star wars character have have always been used very very minimally um and you know very little about people. You just understand what you need to know for the story that is unfolding. Yeah. And I think um, the prequels really hurt uh, Star Wars. You don't say. <laughs> not, be- <laughs> not because they were bad, but because it's an entire generation of Star Wars fans growing up in the prequels who need everything spoon explained fed. and spoon fed. Like, well, I that need doesn't you even to make any sense because the prequels didn't explain anything, though. Well, they're yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Because that spun off into like, your oh, favorite, this is, the TV show. This is where this is where Boba Fett came from, or this is where I, uh, you know, exactly how we knew zero about the Emperor. Yeah, until the prequel, and now we know that he he was like he was affiliated with Naboo at one point. We didn't even know Ewoks were called Ewoks until we got spinoff films and all of this extra, all the extra crap. People are so used to growing up with the extra crap. They didn't, they don't remember what Star Wars was like when it was just Star Wars. And you, you, so much of it was just fuck of I, that's just the world. That's just the way it is. You only need to know what you need to know for the story that's unfolding. Right. It's kind of, it's kind of, it reminds me of like the charm of the Adams family. Like you don't know what they are. Like they have like some sort they of supernatural. Are. They're just the Adams family, you know. And that's and, and that was what the charm of the original trilogy is. But well, a, a big thing for me is the way the Force is handled. Like when it came to the Force, now everyone thinks like they they know the Force and it's strict and it means this and it means that and. It, you know, because I saw what in episode three, two of, you know, this Star Wars show, that means this, this is exactly what the force is and it can never be changed. And they forget the original Star Wars films. There was not a single solid grasp on the force. You get very vague, mystic explanation going on, especially the powers of the force. It's like, okay, you can move things. You disappear when you die. Um, but they added new things in each of those original Star Star Wars films. Like, I keep going back to the fact that the Emperor uses lightning. Who says that had to be, like, a dark side power? Yeah. Now, he was just, like, an evil wizard. That's He could have used any power. He could have shot fire at him. He could have, I don't know, snapped and made his head explode. But he just chose lightning. And, and But now as people, it's like, because it was in those original films, it is established, and that is all the forces. So now when they try to add new things in this in this film, it's like, but it's not in my encyclopedia. Well, I, let's talk about the new things that were added in this movie and how they uh-huh. uh, there was a risk. I think that that could have ended up being disastrous uh-huh. with the whole uh, what was new here, the force projection and then also the force Skype call. 
Yes. Yeah. I like it's. I like that it's called, called the Forrest Gump. Gump. I think that should stay. This is its official canon name. Hashtag Forrest Gump call. Oh, uh, I I love first of all the Forrest Gump call. Yes. I think that's great. And I love that's the effect. Like, and not only the sound design of it. Just, yes. Not only that, the freaking uh, acting. Like you hear the little ringing in your ears. Mm-hmm. You know, after after that, and then. Uh, you get into uh, the dynamic between Ray and and Kylo, but also the simplistic nature in which it was shown. It was just shot reverse shot of them talking. There's a lot of close ups in this movie. Yes, and I think that works really well. Yes. It, it's not this giant CGI like they can view each other through a bubble and there's all kinds of shit going on. It's just shot reverse shot, and you get it. They can see each other, they can't see each other's surroundings, and they're talking to each other through the Force. Um. And I think that works really well. Yeah. Because, again, the Force is supposed to be this thing that connects everyone. Yeah. And that you can strengthen those connections and see each other and speak to each other and even feel each other. That whole scene when they touch hands, I was like, yeah. oh, shit. But you see... Raylo. Raylo. Well, something about that is um, clearly it's, it's a new technique to us and something that um, was known to Kylo when he said... Uh, to to um, Ray, you're not doing this. The effort alone would kill you. Yeah, and that was there uh, entirely to kind of um, establish that this is incredibly difficult to do. And if you do it just one time, it'll cost you your life. And then you go back to the climax where Luke is force projecting himself to duel and do all these things to where not not just forced users, but anyone can see Luke, mm-hmm. and everyone can see Luke. And to think. Yeah, the more you see how, the more they establish about this force projection, the more you realize it took everything in Luke just to do what he pulled off. And that had never been done before, clearly, what he what happened. And it also follows the theme of the film, where I know a lot of people want him to come in and use his awesome lightsaber and kill everyone. Yay! And it's like... Kill them all! <laughs> kill kill them Optimus Prime! <laughs> he chooses violence. <laughs> um, Damn it. <laughs> It follows a little bit of a theme where it's like, this is about saving what we love, not fighting what we hate. Yes. He didn't go in there to to fight Kylo Ren and the Empire because he hates them. He went in there to save... First Order. First Order. Well, now apparently the Resistance is called Rebels. So, <laughs> we shall see, shall we? Um, he went in there to save the people that he loves. Yes. Um, and that's, to me... Who are like this? The 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 character of Luke was ruined, and he doesn't follow the Jedi way. Are also the same people saying he wanted him to come in and kick ass and and cut people in half. And it's like <laughs> Luke is literally following the Jedi way by what he is doing. That climactic end and the way he goes out, like that's the most Jedi Jedi you can Jedi. <laughs> um, it really is. <laughs> And it really reminds me of uh, Red Letter Media's, their Plinkett reviews of Attack of the Clones. And that they would show back to back Yoda jumping up and down and using his lightsaber to Yoda and Empire Strikes Back saying, you know, size matters not. You know, you know, it's talking about the force and it's what 
you know, it's not about being physically powerful. It's about who you are and the force that connects us. And then cutting back to him jumping. It's the kind of energy that establishes you with good. And that's that's pretty much what Yoda preached in yeah. a, an empire versus, no, I'm just going to freaking swing my stick. And to me, it's like people want that prequel shit. Where it's just like this fulfillment of, man, I wish I could have seen Yoda use a lightsaber. And then they get it and they're like, this is stupid. This is this goes against the character. But why do you think the prequel generation latched on The Force Awakens? Because it was just a new Star Wars movie? Uh, did they? Well, well, we I mean, know it, there's, there was a major backlash. Well, the audience uh, score was in 57%. Mm-hmm. Well, again, it, because it doesn't... It's not offensive, I guess. For The Force Awakens? Yeah, he's talking no, about no, The Force no, I'm Awakens. About, uh, La- oh, The, the Last, Last Jedi. Jedi? I was like, the audience reception is 57%? Jedi. No, no, no. He's saying, how come there wasn't a backlash against The Force Awakens? And I'm like, there was. But I don't think it was as bad because it wasn't offensive. It's like, we're mad that we got the same thing, but secretly inside, that's all we want. So it's going to be a backlash, but it's not going to be that big of a backlash. I think that's... Where I saw it coming from, it just yeah, and and uh, let's talk about particular character arcs mm-hmm. and uh, establishing from uh, the Force Awakens into the Last Jedi. Uh, when was the uh, when was the last time you saw the Force Awakens? Uh, this a week? day before yeah. I saw <laughs> the day before, literally. Yeah, literally yeah. the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really happy with the development that Poe Dameron got because Poe oh, Dameron yeah. was kind of like a like a character. He was technically supposed to die in the, off. Yeah. Uh, in the Oscar Force Awakens. Poe Dameron is probably one of my favorite yes uh, characters yes. within this film. Yeah. I, I like it. it's an interesting arc. Um, just him going from. And, and it's his, his character at the beginning of the film is very much preserved from what we got of him from The Force Awakens. Yeah. He's the, the hot shot, best pilot in the resistance, trigger happy dude. And, and But here they show like these are the consequences when that happens. Like Leia says, a lot of heroes, no leaders. Yeah. Um, and then his arc to learn that. And ba- he's basically, I feel when you come to Nine... He's going to be the leader of the resistance because that last part where Leia's like, why are you looking at me? Follow him. him, Yeah. You know, he's he's learned to become a leader through his mistakes. Failure. Failure is is the greatest teacher. And that's so true. That is so goddamn true. Um, Anyone who's successful will tell you that. And and the, the fact that there's a whole Star Wars film almost that's the entire lesson of the film. Everyone fails in this film uh-huh. and they learn from that and they grow better because of it. I think that's great. That, that to me, it's like that's star Wars, those kind of little lessons. And it, it is. Yeah. I mean, look at, look what, uh, look what, uh, Luke did in empire. Let's look at what Luke did in empire versus Poe Dameron there. Luke, he pretty much, went head on into facing Vader in the, in the, in an empire. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he pretty much didn't learn the lessons that, uh, that uh, he was supposed to learn from Yoda. He was like, don't confront Vader. You mustn't confront Vader. You're going to give in to the temptation of, uh, of what Vader's trying to do. And then, uh, Luke does it anyway, versus, uh, versus the other, uh, versus, uh, 
what's what's the what's the what's the sixth one? Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi versus that. Um, he's he's more patient in epi- in episode six. Uh, and notice how if it was Empire Yoda, uh, not Empire Yoda, if it was Empire Luke, he would immediately went in and immediately tried to like attack the Emperor and shit like that. Well, he would have tried to do that to get back Han. Yeah, but <laughs> but also what I like about this film when when you're you're explaining the whole you know dark side when it comes to the original trilogy, for a lot of people it's like okay, what's the point of the dark side? What's so enticing about it? Um, and I in in their examination of the force between Luke and Ray, there's a point where he says, like, you know, the dark side it's calling to me, and he says, Yes, it's offering something that you want. Mm-hmm. And that's why you know, that to me it's like, okay, I understand why people fall to the dark side now. There's it, it's it's always enticing you with maybe something you feel you need or you want. You know, for for Darth Vader it was not only the power he always craved, but the prevention of losing the people he loved. Yeah. Luke, it was saving his friends, you know, and Ray, it was finding meaning to who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, okay, I get it. And De- it's a great um, progression of the film. And also Ray, she came to grips with, uh, with herself. She, she knows that she's nobody, but she's okay with that. Well, I don't know if she's okay with that. She I, seemed pretty okay with it towards the end. I don't... I don't think she was okay with it. I'll put it this way. It's something that she needs to learn to be okay with. I think... For me, I... I at first, I was one of the people who said she needs to be a Kenobi. Or she needs to be connected somehow. And but, I, I want to I wanna agree with you on that. Yes. Because like, you and I were so adamant. And I frankly mean... Here's a. I'll have a Peter moment where I will say I was, I was wrong, and I'm happy that I'm wrong. What? Yes, because Kyle yes, marked down the time. Did the Earth shake? Right. Alexis now. said he was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and I'm happy that I was wrong. Uh-huh. Because like what you're gonna say is that the Force Awakens asked like kept making a point. Like, who's this girl? Who's mm-hmm. this girl? The way that Han looked at her. The way Leia and Maz and everybody was making a point about where she'd come from and walking out of that film two years ago I was convinced that she was going to be Luke's daughter or something connected to Luke mm-hmm. or as far as the, a Skywalker I was already in my mind ready to call her Rey Skywalker mm-hmm. um, and it like what you said to me it would have been nothing if she was if she like came from well, nothing because the Force Awakens made a big deal out of her being this yes. this mm-hmm. uh, reawakening of the Force but then the way that it played off in the film I was like you know what Okay, you made this work. Because now the whole point is the character isn't going to be defined by who her parents are. She right. she needs to be defined by who she is. Who she is. Right. And the and the and the issue is she doesn't know who she is. And she struggles right. with that. And but, what I love about this is that someone pointed out that she doesn't have the obligation that Luke had because Luke mm-hmm. was already kind of made for the story. He had family ties to this entire mm-hmm. like whole like Jedi order. Yes. Ray, she was just a, thrust upon the right. into the story, and this is what she wants to do. And can we address the Mary Sue shit? <laughs> okay, go. On. We've been addressing it since the Force Awakens, but okay. <laughs> um, 
again, people are like, how she, could she defeat Kylo Ren in The Force Awakens? And I think we, it was pretty clear in that film where, like, Kylo Ren was destroyed by killing his father. It didn't make him deeper in the dark side. It really affected him deeply. Snow and also, he was shot. Yeah. yeah. Snoke it's, points all that out in the first scene with him and Kylo The first Ren. scene, it's like it split you in half that you were so... You failed so much that you lost to a girl who had never even held a lightsaber. He just went off on him. And even said, like, you're not the next Vader. You're just a boy in a mask. And I'm like, yes, that's why the character is so interesting. Um, but also in this film... I a lot of people keep trying to say that Ray was a complete Mary Sue in this film. Mm-hmm. They they're trying to continue that because I think a lot of people get off to like, haha, she's she's sucks, and it's like at what? <laughs> okay, if, if if that's your thing, wow. But Just I, stop listening to this. <laughs> where every everything I'm looking in this film, she wasn't a Mary Sue. Like first of all, a lot of people try to say. Um, she beat Luke easily. Luke beat her easily. Um, if you saw, like, he handily just kicked... The, the thing that ended the fight was she got the lightsaber and Luke was like, whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> and that kind of ended that. Um, she completely and utterly fell for the trap that Snoke set for her. Yeah. Not only that, he gave up all the information to... he. She wasn't able to resist. She gave up the information. And... On top of that, she was never able to take on Snoke. You know, she would have been killed if it weren't for Kylo Kylo Ren. Ren. And then people like to say that she's a Mary Sue because of she was able to take on the Praetorian Guards. And again, it was established in The Force Awakens. She's not Luke, who's a sort of a sheltered farm boy his whole life. Ray has been fighting since she was like what was it seven or six seven, years old seven or six yeah you know when those um when what's his name that ran the uncar plot yeah. sent his people after her she beat them up handily because she's been fighting her whole life much and to, living much to, to survive on her own yeah. yes so the fact that she was able to take them on wasn't an issue for me so i'm just i'm struggling to see at what point did she do something that's completely also, out of her look ability? Also, if you look at the um, at the fight between the between Snoke's guards and all that, uh, she was kind of losing the the fight a little bit. Like they, she was she's she's not stroke. invincible. Anything yeah, from that. yeah. But uh, she probably wouldn't have made it out if it just for her by herself. Honestly, yeah. Because how many guards were they fighting? Did anybody keep count? <sighs> like. T- Ten? I don't know. Twelve? Something like that. Somewhere around there. And then uh, she had to have uh, Kylo Ren come in. So she's not entirely uh, this Mary Sue, which a lot of people claim she is. You know, she's... But they wanted Luke to be a Mary Stew. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, what else about the movie? Uh, a lot what of about things. What about Puppet Yoda? Do you want to get into Puppet Yoda? Uh, you want to talk about Yoda? Sure. Well, I was going to say something else, but... Um, that that uh, scene is so striking. Um, in so many ways. But it, it... It brought, I think, all of us back to Empire Strikes Back. And I yeah. think it... Why? Because it looked exactly like it. Like, I keep saying... It was. They could have just copied and pasted onto the movie. But how amazingly similar... Um, identical it looked like. Yeah, because you know why? Because they use the exact same molds. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta say, to me, it was like a perfect 
Star Wars moment. Hold um, on, hold on. Unavailable. Unavailable. Can you give me my phone call? Just in case I get some. Alright, go ahead. Continue. Okay, so... For me, it was a perfect Star Wars moment because... The, the striking imagery, mm-hmm. the two characters, the way, the, and the, not only that, the, the the things they spoke to each other. Like it was written so well. The and dialogue the, was amazing. The the lessons that um, Yoda was trying to imbue upon Luke, and, and you know the, I I just think it was done so well. And not only that, you heard Yoda's theme play off in the back and. It was just like that kind of magical thing. What do you think about a lot of people complaining, oh, it should have been Obi-Wan Kenobi? Um, to, to me, the only reason I say no is because Alec Guinness is dead. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't... If Which you, is what Ryan Johnson said. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do CGI people if you can keep from doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think it equally could have been Yoda or Obi-Wan. But since one of them is gone and the way to bring him back would have been sort of take you out of place CGI, just go with Yoda. Because look at, look at, what, look, at the, look at the backlash of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of uh, Grand Moff Tarkin and look at what, look what that wound up. Everybody would have been uh, – if there wasn't enough backlash uh, now, there would have been way more backlash if they would have put Alec Guinness into the – into the movie as well, but they did it. And that was good. Uh, I, you know, because if you look at, look at what happened with the other star Wars movies, Obi-Wan really didn't teach, uh, Luke shit. He just said, okay, swing your lightsaber around a couple of times. And that, that was pretty much the lesson that he gave, but versus, uh, versus Yoda, he instilled wisdom and, all that shit. Don't give in to temptation, you know, and give, you know, just let you... Size your, matters not. Size matters not, you know. Do uh, or do not, there is no try. Uh, luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. Just a lot of, a laundry list of a lot of uh, uh, quotes and instilled wisdom that he put onto Luke. But then, uh, and then you get that. You get that. Immediately he becomes the, the teacher, uh, Yoda. He mm-hmm. said, you know... Did he call him young Skywalker? Yeah, he called him Young Skywalker. I miss- he still is young compared to thousand-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> also, 45. I I also oh did I'm, you really do no, that? No, no, okay. no. I was like you Star Wars bitch. <laughs> no, but I love I also love the fact that he's that he does his little finger wave and right. then boom lightning hits. Yeah, I'm like, like there's some more some more force things where it's like I don't need to explain shit to you. It, it's it's a mysterious religion, and he's become so one with the force that he's able to do that shit. And he's able I to bonk it. him on the on the head with and his. Also, uh, but also, right cane. after he does it, he just starts laughing like. Oh. Yeah. Like- <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, how I've missed you, Skywalker!" <laughs> like it's it's perfect. Which it's so perfect. that 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 puts a question. So he's never talked to any of the force ghosts. Um, there are some people who feel that Yoda had visited him throughout the years because the way that uh, Lucas is like Master Master Yoda, Master like he Yoda. wasn't surprised He's again. Like, really? Yeah. So I think there. I think Yoda's talked to him before. Because I mean, but again, it's one of those things. It's like, does it matter? Yeah. No. That that's what I love. You know, it's like maybe he did, maybe he didn't. It's not important to this story. 
I'm sure in the next series that um, what's his name does, there'll be several episodes in which they they very much get into that. I'll put it that way. I think uh, that's gonna be awesome. And, <laughs> and I'm gonna be like this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, coming <laughs> to the brand new bullshit. Tribe <laughs> bullshit. Coming on the brand new Disney Dis- streaming service. Disflix. Disflix. <laughs> the Yoda Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I just, oh my god! Like to me, there were two things that got to me in the in the thing. It was seeing Yoda again and Luke's glorious death scene when he looks glorious. at. But he wasn't able to like fight everyone and stab them in the face with his Fuck lightsaber. <laughs> he wasn't exactly how you remembered him forty years ago. It's almost as if. He was a human being, and he yeah, progressed change. and changed. <clears throat> That's so weird how that happens. Yeah, I know, right? It is. so strange. <laughs> it is strange, and it, it just... I don't know, it just completely mind-fucks me on how many people are like, Ooh, we got something new, and complaining about it. I will say this. They've uh, been wanting fucking new things ever since the fucking uh, announcement that, oh... Disney is getting a Lucasfilm now. We're going to make new movies. And there is this, yes, we're going to get new Star Wars. Emphasis on the word new. And uh, and a lot of people complained about Force Awakens being, oh, this wasn't new. This was the same old bullshit we got last time. And then here we have it. We got something. Uh, we got something new. What, people bitch about the new. What do you think about people are like, Luke would never... Um, Turn on, not turn, but like attempt to take out um, ben. ben Solo because he was the person who was the most optimistic and was able to save Darth Vader. Like that's uncharacteristic for him to feel like he's too far gone to be saved. What do you say to that? Because I do find that interesting. I what I want to say to that particular moment is that I think it makes Luke much more human because we all have moments where we think to ourselves for this one brief uh, time. I can prevent so much shit from happening if I do this. But as, and I think the dialogue was uh, crisp here in, 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 uh, in describing to what exactly happened is it passed like a fleeting shadow for fleeting moments. And then I all... felt nothing but shame. Yes. You know? And also I think it adds to, he, he perfectly spells it out when he says like his own um, ego and hubris mm-hmm. when after the events of, Return of the Jedi, he was cemented as a legend yeah. throughout the galaxy. Because I was Luke Skywalker. And I the think way it, he says that too, by the way, is really like such with such contempt. Right. And I think it makes him feel like he can he can do no wrong and he should do no wrong. And when in that second where it's like this um boy will destroy all of that, you know, the the legend, the everything that he saved, for a second I can totally believe like he lights it up and then it just passes. But by then it's too late. Ben was Ben already saw. Ben saw it. So I can understand. By the way, you also see. And that also, it- also, it's wait. What were you gonna say? Oh, go ahead. Go. I was gonna say that uh, going back to the Force Awakens when uh, Kylo Ren said that lightsaber it belongs to me, and I'm like it. Did it belong. was his like that his was the lightsaber that that would because he pulls the lightsaber he pulls and uses um oh that was was that, oh, that was the lightsaber wow yeah. so so then it's like 
he would I can understand him more in saying like, you know, that was my family, that was my legacy, that was mine, and then his whole issue with Luke, the way even though he was already pretty much turned to the and, it makes more sense. And, and also, I think it works. Also, this thing, you gotta think about this emotionally. Uh Han was pretty much an absent father. Uh, Leia was too uh, was a workaholic mom. Well, uh, and then you get, I don't know that. And then you get I did it. not read the novels. Then, <laughs> well, you got it's pretty obvious. I mean, it's pretty obvious that that was what happened. And so, but then you got to think. Even looks at that. And then you got to think about this. Like Luke is like saying, you know, I'm going to be your, I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to be, you know, your your number one supporting supporting system. And you know, in, to put an extra good measure, I'm going to give you my father's lightsaber. And the you know passing on the torch and feel very you know family feel very mm-hmm. included in the family and for him to for Luke to turn like that on him and see that like betrayal like I have no family I have nobody to go to you were my only you know look at but family I also that like, was that feels a little bit more tragic don't you I, think yes but I also like the um in, in connection to that this whole thing of like. Despite that, he had a family and a group of people around who loved him. And and through his idiot ways, he really pushed them away and really um, turned to the dark side. And you have Ray, who came from nothing, had nobody, and always just wanted that love. And she tries, she f- tries to, and I think does in a way, find it through Han Solo and and looks for it through Luke Skywalker, and he mentioned that in the film. And I, you see that in real life, kind of. You see people who are born very well-off family, family that loves them, and they're like, F this family, you guys suck. And then people that are maybe born with very little and don't have that family and support system. And when they find people who care about them, they're, they, they really... It's kind, yeah. like, it's kind of like Harry Potter, yeah, because Harry, yes. cause Harry okay. grew up. Yes. Harry grew up with the Dursleys. You know, mm-hmm. no family that loves him and and shit like that. And then all of a sudden, he meets like the Weasleys and and all his friends at Hogwarts. And it's it's very much like that. I will allow the Harry Potter connection. Yes. <laughs> no attempt at a James Bond connection. No. There usually is. There usually is. Although this movie, I feel, uh-huh, there it goes, would uh, is going to very much become the Honor Majesty Secret Service. I don't understand that reference, and I'm Honor happy Majesty- that I don't. Because okay, here's the thing: Honor Majesty Secret uh, Secret Service was uh, critically panned at the time, but then over over time, what I was going to say about Luke Skywalker is another one of those moments of you know passing like a fleeting shadow. Uh, remember, he was so uh, head he. Luke is very headstrong and brash and impulsive, and that's a characteristic. That's, he's yeah, that's had. who he is. And you see it again when he, when Ray leaves and he's gonna burn down the temple, and when he gets to it, he stops himself, and it's like he's he always stops himself. But he was also headstrong and brash in Return of the Jedi. Yes, when he it was more patient, but he was still impulsive because it was when ra- he went after Darth right, Vader, and right. he's like, no, he went after him. But then he was able to stop himself and be yes. like, no. Yes. He basically did the same thing mm-hmm. when it came to Kylo Ren. Yeah. He's, you know, for a second, he's like, shh. And he's like, no, you know. So. Which I think makes him more human, though. But yes, but it's very much in line with his character. Right. Very, very much. So people were mad about it. It's like. 
And the fact that he would that he would turn his back on the Jedi and everything, because I think at this point he's realized that the ways of the Jedi have not only failed him, but they seemingly have failed all of time. Because how is it he says there was (coughs) balance for a while, and then it went to shit again? Mm -hmm. So what really is the point of all this? So. I th- I just think the movie well, did a great job of establishing, but they also have a reason for that because yes. it's like you're trying to recapture something that failed. Yeah, and even Yoda says that. I think. Yes, yeah, and, and it's like you don't do that. Build something new. Yeah, through the Force, you mm-hmm. know, through the ways of the Jedi, but not exactly what the Jedi used to be because what they used to be failed. Yeah, and it's like that's perfect. That's a great um, continuation. Into they this almost new had films. me though when Yoda first showed up mm-hmm. and when he blasts uh, the the tree and everything, and when uh, Luke realizes so it, it is time for the Jedi to end, and Yoda says time it is, and then it holds. It almost had me like wait, <laughs> you're like wait what this? No 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 no. I was not. I was gonna, uh-huh. I was like excited. Okay wait, this is really interesting because Yoda's always right. So it's like Basic, well. Well, well. <laughs> he, he said to trade Anakin's scope. <laughs> well, yes, but um, I was like, wait a minute. So Yoda is like also on this bandwagon. Well, mm-hmm. he is not really though. I mean, the thing is though, yes, build a new Jedi Order, but not the one that I came from. Don't recapture the past. Build something new. Right. Yeah. Let, which wait, let the past is, die. Kill it if you have of, to. Which is. Which Kylo Ren comes from that, right. like the opposite end, kind of the the bad end, right? Right. Know? Kill it if you have to. <laughs> not say to kill it, but you know, build, no, that's what Kylo build upon right. and yeah. create something right. new, not just like what Korg says at the end of Thor Ragnarok. You have the foundations and everything the to, <laughs> to build, but then it completely explodes. And... Oh no! Those foundations are gone. Oh oh! Um, Here comes Thanos. What do you think about? Uh, that uh, that Ray stole the the Jedi texts. I loved it because again, it's this like, well, I didn't lie from a certain point of view. Yoda, when Yoda, Yoda says like, that library contains nothing that the girl Ray does not already possess, and it's like Ray, Yoda, you little bitch, why <laughs> just be be real for us for one second? Because he's basically saying like she already has the book, she already but has he the doesn't book. say that. He's just. He makes you think like, oh no, she already has the knowledge. It's like, technically she does, does yeah, in but not possession. in the way he thinks. And again, it's this won't go. It's like, what do you think? It's so weird, right? Because the contents of that library had nothing that she does not already possess. She already has she possesses them. <laughs> she was a little thief. Um, it's so smart the way that's written. But then, like, yeah, but then also it's like for all the people complaining, like she didn't have any training. What does she do now? She has the books. Well, she didn't have zero training. Luke was teaching her a lot. About like, what the Force what was is. The third, right. What was the third lesson? Yeah, that was my thing. I don't think they ever got to the third lesson. Because are, of what the whole Kylo thing happened. Are yeah. they going to get to the third? At that point, he was like, I can't teach her anymore. This is too dangerous. Are they going to get to the third lesson in the Well, here's my thing. I think ghosts? now... I, here's, what, here's what I think. I think they were oh. always going to bring back Mark Hamill as a Force ghost in episode nine. I'm really hoping. I'm but really hoping. I think they, they were always going to. But in the absence of Carrie Fisher, don't you now need? You really need to. I, I feel someone, one of the big three, to come back and fill those shoes. Yeah. So the actual training of, I mean, well, yes and no because I think we all are expecting Episode Nine to have a time jump, which 
I hope it. I'm, I'm, it I'm, needs to. I'm hoping three years. A but year at the very at minimum, or a year or because two. I don't want the whole war to take place over one year. Yeah, I, I think three years is good. Right, and also, like I said, I think uh, not to get into this too much. Leia will already be dead. Yes, that's and yeah. and Poe will be leading the resistance, which they set up in this right. film. They do. Uh, but in the absence of Carrie Fisher, I do think it's imperative to bring Mark Hamill back as much as you can for the next one. Yeah. Especially with his connection with Rey. Because really, and I think back to what The Force Awakens was trying to tell us, is that her entire life, the Force had been leading her to Luke. Mm-hmm. And she was the one to bring Luke back. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I think it works so well. Again, I'm so... And it's so, Mark Hamill, though. I mean, you got to have him back. I'm so interested to see what episode 9 is. Yes. And um, I, I really hope the backlash doesn't affect whatever J.J. was planning to do. As far as like, oh no, they're scared of different. Maybe we should go back and make it more like You guys didn't see the reports that J.J. already pitched episode 9? Yes. Past week but of phone? course, they can change, go back yeah. and change yeah. and rewrite and stuff like that. But um, I loved his original comments. It's like, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be new. It's going to combine all the trilogies. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I like and what you And also to thinking. keep in mind, I think episode nine was under the strictest of scrutiny to be what it should have been. Yes. And honestly, I don't... I mean, episode seven, sorry, not episode yes. nine. Yes. Um, I'll <clears throat> be honest. I don't expect episode nine to be better. No. In my eyes, episode no. eight. But I... as long as it's better than The Force Awakens... See, here's the thing. I think here's I, how... it, it'll make yeah. me... This the, the trilogy right. was worth it. Here's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. In my mind, right now, you can't do any better than Last Jedi. That's that, that's how I, I. You are apparently a lot of people think you you can do Attack of the Clones and it's still better <laughs> than the Last that's Jedi. Such bullshit. Because uh, a lot of people we've, we've been seeing a lot of people on Twitter saying that this was like Phantom Menace level boring. Which okay, boring. I know. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, here's the thing. In my in my eyes, it's very much mirroring. Uh, so far, anyway, the original trilogy. Uh, I I I do expect episode nine to be better than episode seven, which right yes. now is the best we can hope for because Last Jedi was so fucking great, mm-hmm. and it's like Last Jedi is the empire of this era. Yeah, but, not, I mean, not not like, for a lot of people, but for us, it is. It I is. think. Yeah. But also, um, because I already genuinely really like Force Awakens, right? I love and the I like last what JJ did with it. His yeah yes, and so if you can find mm-hmm. a film in between that and you hit that mark, the trilogy is worth it to me. Right, it's like, it is. I'm, it, I'm already right now this. is worth it. I love both of the movies that I've gotten. For so me, far. you got to stick that. In. You got to stick that landing. You have to, you have to. But I think one of the things that really sets it apart, episode eight from episode seven, that where I think Ryan Johnson is a better filmmaker in every way is that he's obviously a better writer. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also, uh, what Kyle mentioned is uh, Ryan Johnson used 35 millimeter uh, film in Mm -hmm. this one and JJ used 65. Yeah. And it, and you can tell in this movie because of the wider landscapes and, yeah. and the shots and everything. Like, and how were, many were there in this movie that were just so jaw-dropping gorgeous? Yeah. And also uh looking at uh looking at something, you had the widest empire shot. Like uh first order shot cuz notice in the ship you saw the whole line of right, freaking right? Yeah. That was gorgeous. Uh And that, also how I I don't know if it was if it was it was if it was up to JJ 
But how you, you mentioned that uh, John Williams used a 60-piece orchestra George, instead of 30-piece? Yeah, uh, John Williams used a 60-piece orchestra in this film versus right. in Last Je- uh, uh, Force, Force Awakens. So you have a bigger you orchestra, a, orchestra. a fuller score, and you have a wider, uh, you have a different set of film. I'm not going to pretend to know why I like this score better, but I just do. I think it's way better than The, the Force Awakens. Much better. Well, which is, That's I- the way I feel. I well, again, was... I don't think it's bad in The Force Awakens. I think it's actually really good. Much right. like the whole film, though, I, I just think it's way better. What I'm saying is, I'm pretty sure it was Ryan's decision to use uh, mm-hmm. a 60-piece orchestra mm-hmm. and also to use 35mm film. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm, I don't know if I agree with you, Peter. I do think, I know, I I think a lot of the, the themes that were... There was only really, really one new theme here. And a lot of the themes that were used... Uh, and Force Awakens sound better here, but they're the same orchestration. And I will say, what you say about Force Awakens being the best of uh, John Williams hits, I think uh, Episode Eight was. the I best I think of. the March of the Resistance sounds way better in this. It score. does sound better here, but I'm just it thinking. Does. You say it's the greatest hits music wise, and for Episode Seven, I think Episode Eight is the greatest hits. Yeah, because okay. you had more, way more themes. You had uh, you have Luke classic and, themes and new themes. Luke and Leia, Yoda's theme, Princess Leia's theme, and but they Han, sound amazing though. Like, I don't, they I, did. and they were needed. When you have the, when you see, when you, uh, when Luke shows up, you have his theme. Then you have Luke and Leia. Then you have Han and Leia. It, I mean, come on. Um, uh, what do you, what do you guys think about um, Kadel Kokonix getting a bigger role in this film? I think it's amazing. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, I don't have a night. You are not a true Star Wars, Wars fan. fan. You're reading my fucking book. Actually, <laughs> it's Leia. Oh, it's Leia's uh, my book. Not Leia. Carrie Fisher's daughter. Billy Lord had a lot of great Billy moments. Lord. in Yeah, her. she had a more prominent when she, role. When in she, this I, one. I remember reading a comment I think from her. She was like, "Oh, or someone that she has a bigger role in this film." A long time ago, and I'm like, "Sure," and it's like, "No, she did." <laughs> <laughs> Again, she's one of those Star Wars characters where it's like. You're very prominently in the background, and, we will, and we'll probably just get to get a, a novel about you in the future and actually flesh out a character. But it, it's it's like cool. I, I thought I thought she did a good job. She did a lot yes. of uh, yelling roles, and uh, she had a lot of dialogue. Actually, she had her mother point a gun at her, so that was cool. <laughs> I bet I bet she's felt that same. By the way, I also Thank love very. Carrie Fisher shined in this movie. She's I think great. she had the best performance as Leia. That okay, we didn't see a lot of uh, her and Laura Dern, but that scene was great. I think between, it was like one scene between those yeah, two. Yeah, between and Laura I, actually, Dern and Carrie you know, Fisher. Because I think they do explain in the novel Leia by Claudia Gray, which is getting a lot of great reviews. Oh, here we go. Here, uh, we, go. here but, we go. If you, uh, excuse me, if you read the novels, you would understand that. <laughs> well, you know, that's all fun, but I'm not approaching it from that perspective. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that it's nice to see that relationship the way it is in Last Jedi, because I think, uh, and I may have so to... So are they kind of like enemies at the... Uh, no. no, maybe yes. I think in Bloodline they had that, maybe, but no, they're actually childhood friends. Really? On Alderaan. I heard that they were political adversaries. There were adversaries in Bloodline, but they were also, they knew each other since children. Mm-hmm. So they're really? lifelong friends. Are they? I don't. They're not that close in age. Far apart. What do you mean? Are they? No, I mean close. They're the same age. I feel. Don't you? Really? They're around like the same age. Eight years. Eight years. Really? Eight. Oh, okay. I thought that was like ten or twenty, maybe. Whatever. Um, no, I think yeah, that's great. Lord Dern was is in her fifties versus Carrie Fisher was sixty upon her uh, passing. Okay. Well, Carrie Fisher looked a lot older than she actually is. Yeah, I unfortunately. Mean, the, it takes a toll. 
And I'm not saying, unfortunately, that she looked older. It's because of all the some stuff. of the issues. Life she choices. Had. Some life choices. Personal that, stuff. Right. Yeah. Also led to but a I mean, timely death. Right. But, but I mean, she looks older here, but she looks um, she looks stunning. The way that Ryan Johnson dressed her in. Like, that, that's she a, had some great uh, clothes. Which Star Wars is also about right, clothes. <laughs> right. The shot... Uh, the shot with uh, I, I keep I keep on referring to this, but right. it's such a freaking beautiful uh, shot. Uh, it's where she had her uh, her I guess like collar up, yeah, her collar up, and she was just looking out into the distance, and uh, that in itself was a gorgeous shot. A lot of gorgeous shots. I loved her relationship with Poe. Yeah, I yes. love how the first time you see them together, slap. slap. You're demoted. <laughs> You're demoted. <laughs> I was like, and then at the end where he's like, permission to jump in a speeder and blow something up, permission granted. Like, like go do your I thing. Just, she was great in this movie so throughout great. the entire thing from the first time where yes. she's like, uh, for the record, Commander Dameron, I'm with the droid on this one. Or when she's like, 3PO, wipe that uh, nervous grin off, off your face. face. I also, I love the shot where um, showing her near the window. And it's them going through hyperspace, and then yes. I because you've never you've never seen like a sideways shot of that, right? Yeah, they come and she's there like, oh shit, like we're in some deep doo doo to 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 um. Bata poodoo. Bata poodoo. <laughs> no, but I think that worked. Also, she was great. She was uh, I don't know, guys. There's oh, not enough pieces. I don't know. <laughs> She flew in this film, and that's uh, that's should, where I draw the line. Should we talk about that now? Like, I think we should talk about that. Oh my god! Can I just say she didn't fly? My initial she reaction floated. to watching that the first time in the theater was, I love it. I, lo- I love that was this me too. I, I love like, it. This is great. You're pushing forward some shit, and also uh, I guess a lot of people hated it because it's like she looked like Superman. No, Peter Pan. Or Peter Pan. I've seen Peter Pan. <laughs> Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. And- oh, Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> that, to me, is the best line of the year. I mean, like, Mary Poppins, y'all. But also, my thing is, like, first of all, she's Leia. Um, she's better than all three of them combined. Yep. Um, <laughs> but no, it's like, she very obviously did not float. She obviously was pushing her... Pushing pulling herself. Via the force. Um, she, she, she obviously I, I, grabbed yeah. onto the ship right. and was pulling herself. And also, it's space, so you're mm-hmm. floating... She's not flying. She's just pulling herself. And in my mind, I feel that she anticipated that attack coming because she felt Kylo Ren mm-hmm. right before that attack. So I think she was already, you know, how she closed her eyes as the blast was heading toward her way. I feel she was preparing herself to be pl- blasted out into space. Also, people had an issue like, how does she survive in space? She was in, she was in space for like a minute. You can survive in space for like a minute. And they, it did show her freezing as yeah. you would in space. But also, it's also not, not like, okay, she survived, and then she was fine. Like, no, she still was had some... Yeah, she, she was, was in a coma for, like, a good middle portion of the film. Yeah, so... but And, and also, it's like, would you really have wanted Leia to go out that way? Because I love how the movie just lets you... It just moves past that, yeah. and like, wait. Kyle was like, I think you were starting to have a heart attack. I was like, <laughs> oh, so that's how it's gonna happen. <laughs> A, a part of what me, you correctly predicted, Peter, a year ago. Apparently not, because they went the opposite way. Well, I predicted the scenario. The way you think. I predicted the scenario. That's the way I wanted them to get rid of her character. Do you think that would have played off well after, now seeing it in the movie? A, a part of me says yes, but then the other part of me says no, because you never would have had um, Luke and Leia reconnecting. Yeah. And I think that was unnecessary, especially after everything that Luke had gone through. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, oh, Mortal Land moments. I love how, yes, that shot of her on crate. But after uh, when Finn and Rose get there, I love how she's just holding a blaster and firing like yeah. that old school Leia would do. I mean, that come on, that was great. That is great seeing her hold a blaster because she didn't really do much action in. Uh, well, she's in older. The Force Awakens. She's older. That's the thing. Yeah. That, uh, she can't do much anymore. She can't move around as quickly as she used to, but she's still there. Because I mean, and then I also think that really helps to kind of like exemplify how diminished their forces is when Leia, of all people, is picking up a blaster. It's like, okay, I got to get in this now. But it's, again, she's that true-born leader. Again, even into like it, it, all the way to the end of her life, and I think it, it felt it meant so much coming from her. The direness at the end when she was like, yeah. "The galaxy has lost all its hope. The spark is out." That is the character that says, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. To have that character say, the galaxy has lost its hope? I Speaking of that, I love seeing the projection, uh, uh, episode four oh, projection yes. that, that, that R2 did. Again, a moment that, I'm going to just insert right now. If Rogue One had done that, that would have come off real cheesy. And what moment? The Leia moment, the project, the R two D two, and the Falcon. Oh yes, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, that could have been, uh, that could have easily been a bad moment. Like, oh, uh, we got it, the right. originals. But no, it made sense. Yeah, within be- the film, because that was the thing that thrust him upon adventure. That mm-hmm. projection, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that really tur- turned the tide for him in terms of like who His he is as a person. Yeah. yeah. And then I love how he how he looked at you. You see a little glimmer in his eyes, like you see he was a like little the, bit of that original Luke when he's like, like he saw, R2. right? You right. saw that ni- the right. nineteen year old Luke uh-huh. from a uh, from and a new home. And he even said it exactly how like R two. Yeah. Like uh, I mean, that really got to me right there. I was like, the oh, reunion. It's, it's it's young Luke again. And you know what? Maybe an issue I will say in this movie, and this is a nitpick. Maybe I would have wished a little bit more R two. A little I bit can more. understand that. A little bit more. I, I I was happy with what I had, but like, we had more three PO here uh, than I was expecting. Than we did, especially R two. <laughs> yeah, but that's also why I'm I'm fine with them. Yeah. killing off some characters because we have a lot of characters, and but we'll we also, probably be introduced right. to more in Episode Nine. So it's like, mm-hmm. also some of them got to go at some. Are point. we really ever going to lose R two or three PO? Never. Right. No. That's yeah. one consistent. Even more so than the Skywalkers, right. is R two and three uh, PO. Which what 3PO, about Chewbacca? Three PO was great. I love Chewbacca in this. Do you think he he'll ever go away? Used a little bit more. No, I'm asking. Do you think but, he'll ever die? Oh, I don't think. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> no, but yeah, and three PO was actually. It felt like Empire three PO. Yeah, right? I, mean, I like. I like how he was like giving the odds, like five hundred, right. three hundred, and something, something, and then all of a sudden, uh, Bo Dan was like, "Shut up." And uh, like quietly, like did they set up? Because uh, he had a lot of interaction with Poe Dameron. That Poe Dameron will be his new owner uh, after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the way it looked like to me. He's he's yeah. Three PO, where do you think you're going? He's just running toward the door. Like I, I can't, can't be, be part a part of. And then when you see the black, and then he's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think all that. Works. He was more shinier in this movie than he was. In, he didn't have uh, a red arm. <laughs> That's the thing. Well, not just that. I mean, they, like he, he was like more like matte, matte gold in hmm. uh, in the Force Awakens versus. Again, I can't tell the, the last Kyle and the last Jedi. Well, what about Revenge of the Sith? How he was. I think 
he's slightly less. He's the most shiny in uh, in Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Um, he's l- a notch less in in uh, in this one. Did they do something with the effect that they make three PO sound older? Or is it just Anthony Daniels? It's just oh, Anthony it's, Daniels. It's, exactly it's like uh, James Earl Jones right. in Rogue One. Right. How he definitely sounds his age. Yeah. What are they gonna do if Anthony passes away? I mean, oh god, I can't, I can't take any more people dying. That's the thing. It's, well, that's the thing. They're gonna keep. They're eventually everything dies. Well, that's the thing though. Death with, is a natural with, part of life. With having people on that started out from like the seventies that were right. well into their thirties, uh, and you get into stuff like this, right. and eventually you're gonna see some. Old but uh, you, you were saying Chewbacca, I think, uh, was great in this movie, even yeah. though people are complaining didn't have much to do. Look. Ryan Johnson, I feel, gave every character something memorable they each to had do their in this own movie. moment. And Chewbacca's main thing was with the Porgs, and that all worked for me, honestly. It well, really but did. But also, he was flying the Falcon at right, the end. Right, right. Yeah, he was like the main one who was flying right. the Falcon. I like that. I like, that how he, I, like how, I like how he's like shooing the Porgs right. from like, because they were like pulling the fabric <laughs> off the chair. But did you notice that callback when the Falcon goes into, into the crate mineral plate, right? And did you get that callback of the Falcon from A New Hope? When they're leaving the Death Star and when the, the TIE Fighters are going after them. Like, that same theme. Like, bum, 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 bum. Oh, yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Right, right. Bum, bum. Right, you know. Oh, that, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was cool, too. A lot of, a lot of cool shit. A lot of cool William's shit. William's they really, like, pulled all the way back. And you just, see, that's the thing, though. <laughs> the, this movie had a right level of fan service, too. I mean, it had all the standard formula shit. Why? I don't. I just don't get people. What the hell? Uh, By the way, um, <coughs> Yubnub and Iwakis is hooray. Hooray? Yeah, he's what Yubnub means. Iwakis. In this entire uh, podcast, Peter is just reading the Encyclopedia of Star Wars and he's looking at the language section now. So. <laughs> but um, we should get into a little more con- controversial stuff, which mm-hmm. is... Uh, well, well, before we get oh, to that, okay. I just want a couple of things I want to say. What I thought was underwhelming in, in Force Awakens... In addition to the backbone of the similarities was, and what made it uh, kind of fed into more of the issues was a lot of the planets that we kept that we kept uh, going to were retreads of environments of other planets that we've seen before, and they weren't very memorable. Like, like Takadana is the name of the planet that Mas Kanata was on. We, we ne- never mentioned once, but Crate here was amazing. Oct Two here was amazing. And it was and Bite I like a lot. I really like. They Canto were Bite. all unique. Yes. Number one, you had like a, a casino planet. I you love had, that. Yes. I, I, that's what I kind of wanted to get into. The way people hate that section. Yeah. And I can understand it drags a little bit, but I love everything that goes on. Yes. There. I, I like I the little the world. I like the little guy that's consistently <laughs> obsessed with money. I'm pretty sure that's what everyone hates, <laughs> especially because he's CG. But. I, I funny. could have fooled me though. That's great CG. I, I love how they show the high society right. of Star Wars and the different designs and the costumes. And also, the you see, get, it's great. I, I, the I police what, costumes. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what the word is. is. Uh, the cast system, uh, whatever. Uh, that ranking of uh, of people and the way that well, people earn money and shit like that. Well, high society. because you know, yeah. you've always seen. The the more grungy, you know, lower like Tatooine isn't where the rich people you're gonna find some rich people. 
the same and then everything else with like Ewoks and Hoths mm-hmm. and even everything you see in The Force Awakens. It's very, you know, either middle to lower class, lower class. stuff. I mean, the whole concept of war profiteering, I don't think has ever been really explored no, in the movies. It great. was explored in Clone Wars, but that's yeah. not the movies, though. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to kind of have that element. And actually... And also... Of, what? Go on. A lot of people didn't like Del Toro's character. I like his character. I like I like uh, a couple of moments. I like when he was explaining to, uh, to Finn... Uh, Let me learn you something big. Well, let me learn you something big. I, I that like, was part of Finn's arc, right? And then I like the part where he was like looking through the the guy he stole his ship uh, ship from, uh, and he was like looking through the catalog of all the things that he sold. Mm-hmm. Like you saw a Walker in there, you saw a Tie Fighter, and then you saw an X Wing. Yeah, you like he sold for the for the bad guys. Yeah, and the good. and the good. You see, war war. Did is you guys just like the, DJ as a character? Or not really. I think he was okay. He, he, I don't think he's bad at all, and I, I even liked a, f- a few of his moments. But it was like, okay, he's yeah. a character. I don't see why he was. He also had a, a very big purpose again yes. when it came to the arcs and uh, the progression of the story. So I, I genuinely liked it. Um, yeah, I, I also really liked Rose. Yes, people. Seem, Rose Tico is amazing. I love people her character. really seem to hate Rose, and it's like. Why? I mean, and she has an arc too because in the beginning of this, she's just the pipe girl. At the end, she's on the on the main lines, the front lines, fighting off the first order. But but also, she has you know interesting character stuff going her on. Her sister you know, was a big part of the opening battle, and she died. Yes, and her dealing with that, you know, her connection to her sister when she gave Helsey, um, Helsey, yeah, whatever the, the it's like some sort of mineral thing. But she the also necklace she wears helps to open up a raid to like. Parts of the universe he's just never seen. Because, Ray? No, I'm sorry, Finn. Finn, because he's been a part of the first. Ray kind of gave her the stink eye at the end. I don't know. Or maybe it wasn't the stink eye. I wasn't. Was, she was just like, "Who is this?" <laughs> she was she's like, nobody. Hey, what have you been up to, Finn? That's since I've been yeah. gone. I was gone like three days. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't wait. <laughs> I saw. Uh, oh, but then she meets. We um, rode a space horse she, together. She meets, she meets Poe. For she the meets Poe, and what I think is, I saw a comment somewhere. I can't remember where I saw it, but I want to, I want to repeat it because I thought it was so funny. It was like, what is it about Poe Dameron that every person he meets and says hi to, you instantly ship them? Because <laughs> he's very attractive. Because um, people, no, but because people said that about it is him, Oscar Isaac, him yeah. and uh, Finn, Finn. <laughs> and then they're like, oh. Uh, him and Ray when he met Ray and it's like eh, I'm I think he should have nobody. He's too good for anyone. <laughs> I will say that there was something that made me think those two. Hmm. I don't know. But Raylo. Raylo. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. Do you ship it like Probably FedEx? Well, I mean, okay. And, and, uh, one of the other things I'll say is, uh, and this was a debate going into the film. I think one that was answered, but maybe who knows? It can always change it in episode nine. It could be for the worst of the better. But like. And what I mentioned to, what I alluded to earlier before is, um, the, uh, redemption of Kylo Ren. After watching Force Awakens, in my mind, I was thinking, you know what? I think there is still a possibility where they could redeem him. Uh And definitely the first part of this movie made a big part to exemplify that. Now, with the direction they took, that moment of redemption has come and gone for me. Yes. And I think they made it clear in the film. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, he will always struggle with shit, but he, he can't be saved. 
And at this point, he is single-handedly responsible for the deaths of Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. <laughs> um, you, there's so many people were saying there's no redeeming him after Han Solo. There's really no redeeming him after this. Right. And I think that's great because... But what's interesting is his connection to Rey. Right. And what that's makes me question is that, okay, so if it was established that Snoke connected those two, how are they still connected after he's dead? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to see their connection continue. Yes. And I think that's going to be a big thing. Um, Do you think she'll still try and turn him? Maybe not. But again, that's where I think the whole maybe attraction jumps in. There's something there. They're both solid. (laughs) They're both solidly. I saw him shirtless. (laughs) (laughs) I I kind of want it to happen because I also know there's a huge section of people that would hate it. And I also think that would be funny to just see people cry about it. Again. Like right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, honestly, it's like, look, um, it's new and it hasn't been done and it's not going to end like Vader. But what's going to happen with Kylo Ren? And I'm excited for that. And it's also, even though people are saying it's a negative, but I think that's the point. How is it going to work with Kylo Ren as a supreme leader? He's very... You know what I love? Like, it's, uh, it's a very King Joffrey angle. He's, and that's he's very smarter than King Joffrey, though. Is he? Come on. Barely. He killed Snoke. Joffrey would never have gotten Snoke. That's true. He is smarter. But it is this whole thing. <laughs> Just like that. That's like, that's, like, that's like saying Joffrey would kill uh, Tywin. He would never be able to. See? Yeah. Um, but it is this whole thing of he is still a very, like, petulant. Yes. Like, I, And you saw that in so many moments where he was like, shoot that garbage out of the sky! Like, I and love that. Get every <laughs> yeah. gun we have on him and, 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 and yeah. shoot that man. And, like, he just get more and more and more. He's very unhinged. But that's why I, I'd love... And that's why I'd love him, to like, see the look. time jump. Just to yes. see where he is right. a couple years in the future. And you know what? I agree with you. The Knights of Ren have to be put into, the, into place, episode 9, I think, for sure. I think there's... Because that's where, that's where they were, right? They were I, I assume that they were, the, they were the ones sent to go recapture the galaxy. Right, because even Ray says it, that within weeks, the First Order will control most of the star systems in the galaxy. Because our army is gone. And also, Luke said, um, you know, he killed some of my students, but left with others. Five. About, did he exact, say exactly he five? five? Yeah, which I think is five, a perfect number. Yeah, if, if you, five knights of Ran along with him, they were already a teased, and the you saw little bits of them in the force. They know awakens. the force. I I think that would, and also it would be also very different from the original trilogy. Instead of just you know the emperor and his, it's 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 you know this new hierarchy of of the dark side where it's it's um. It's one it's, guy and then five. It's uh, Kylo Ren and his Knights of Ren. It's kind of like Thanos, except his a little like, bit. Yeah, like three or four. Uh, yeah. One one issue that I think is uh, is uh, one that I think doesn't go away so easily. And Julio brought this up too. Oh, really? Okay. Is um, if Snoke was reading Kylo Ren's thought, how could he not have seen that coming? Whoa! How I bought that uh, immediately because yeah. he his whole thing is he read. That he, his mind was like, he made up his mind. He's right. no longer torn. Mm-hmm. He knows who he is and what he has to do. And he says he's, he's turning his lightsaber to strike his true enemy. And again, the and, wording is right. And his mind, right. he assumes it's Ray. It's Ray. But in right. reality, he had made up his mind. You are my true enemy. Right. And he's turning the lightsaber right. at the same time, you know, he's to strike him. 
So I bought it. Right. I, 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 and also, the trickery, yeah. I think, worked. What also worked is the vision that Ray had about Ben turning and not bowing before Snoke. And also his thing of saying, you'll stand with me in the end. And it's like, they both came true. He stood with her and mm-hmm. he didn't bow. But again, not, the way, not the way you would think. He'll stand with me in the end against Snoke. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, what really works. This movie is so intricately woven. Isn't it? Um, but you're also right, is that Kylo Ren is taking the approach of, he's not a Sith, he's going to burn everything down. The mm-hmm. Sith, the Jedi, but the key distinction is here, by using the dark side. By using the do. dark side to do it, yes. So so it's still a new hierarchy of, it's not, uh, there There are always two, and you know, the, the Sith this and the Sith that. It's, I'm, I'm breaking my own path through the dark side. Right. So, and I, I, that's great. And just, I know the answer, but just, to, what do you think he kept Tux alive for? <laughs> to throw around. <laughs> when he gets pissed. I like keeping Hux alive. You, do you think, no, I know, do you I like Hux, it too. Do you think Hux is gonna attempt an assassination? Well, he didn't look too happy at the end. Because remember, remember that look that he gave, um, the last shot of Hux? Yeah, like this bitch, you know, yeah. But I also think he's too much of a weasel. He's weak. He's, he's too weak to, to be able to pull anything off in, in actuality. And I mean, that's the thing though, it's like... To me, it makes strategic sense to keep Hux alive because Hux does have influence over the Grand Army, and Hux is the highest-ranking general to give Kylo Ren the uh, the legitimacy of him being the new supreme leader. And you saw that when they're on crate mm-hmm. when he calls Kylo Ren the supreme leader. Mm-hmm. Therefore, making it official. I loved that when they're in the throne room and he's like, "Who are you to 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 order me around?" and then. He starts <coughs> Vader, very Vader, like choking. It's like okay, he's reached. He's like his dark oh, side. The dun, dun. Like his his yes. theme just blasts, completing and, his training <laughs> as Snook had intended, I guess. But again, that's also very Sith. Like eventually, yes. you turn and you and you notice each of the Sith whenever they kill their masters, it's in the most like snakish way possible. Yes, Sidious killed his master in his sleep. Um, Darth Vader was like "fuck you" and threw him, <laughs> threw him off, no! No! <laughs> and threw him down when he was behind him, like cheap shots. No, none of them ever like um one on one battle, and then I win. It's like no, that's how the Sith do it. That's the Sith. They're they're very snake like, and and again, that's mm-hmm. the way Kylo Ren did it. Though I mean, I agree with you. Though I like how Snoke ended, I still would like to have some questioning as to where he comes yes. from. Answers. How, yes, answers. How he fit into all of this, because he was alive during the time of Jedi. And again, that I do think that's a real issue. Mm-hmm. But it's also a thing of, I think... Coming 2018, could, Star Wars, Snoke. <laughs> no, no, no. Coming 2019, Episode 9. I, I, I think... JJ will at least give an explanation for who he is. I I I, I, I do to. think that'll happen. I, I and I also are think it's s- necessary. Are we gonna see him again? And uh, so did, did, did Snow consider himself a Sith then? Get the novel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he did. I I really don't because why would he allow him to keep the Knights of Ren? 
Well, not well, maybe he. I mean, maybe he just like. The, well, well why know. did the emperor allow all we're, these we're, inquisitors? We're getting all. We're getting. See, into, see we're that's getting, where it's bullshit, and where that's why you. Ooh, see, you don't want me to get into that. Well, the inquisitors are not bullshit because like they weren't Sith. <laughs> okay. You know. Okay. Yes. They just so happened to wield the red light. They just saber. so happened to wield the red lightsaber. One, that, one, that, could side be, one that could be a one propeller. that can make you fly. If you were to talk about real bullshit that I just cannot go along with, is lightsabers that make you fly. Uh, final thoughts, guys. Is there really any final thoughts though? It's like no, we could go on forever. I, I fucking love this movie. I've seen it four times now, and the action is incredible. Oh yes. The set pieces, the, and also the, the, set pieces the way great. it's executed, from the the way it be. I love how that how that it first set piece right. was great. Mm-hmm. And again, this is what I was talking about after I think Rogue One, where it was like we need to find more unique action set. You mean pieces. after Force Awakens? Force Awakens too. It's right. like okay, same thing. They come in and they shoot, and so and, and that Star Killer one is really underwhelming. Yes, I, the one I think for me, my favorite action sequence in the Force Awakens is the first time Ray and Finn use the Falcon. Yeah, I, I I would I would agree with that, but uh, but again, it's the same thing of like the Falcon taking on. It's, ex- yes, uh, we've seen it before. Yeah, but with this, it, it's the whole bombing. Like they they have bomber, um, mm-hmm. their bomber squadron, uh, squ- squadron, squadron. Right, Scoo Sky Squad. Scoo Squad. You mean yeah, Squadron. Um, and then the, they have to protect it, and it's this tense moment of they right. need to drop the bomb, and it's like, okay, haven't seen that in a Star Wars. Movie. Also, crate, crate wasn't that crate. fucking out of this world. I awesome. love the visual of like the red uh, mm-hmm. dust, right. uh, salt kicking mm-hmm. up, and uh, even the lightsaber fights. Right, haven't seen anything like that because in a there Star was Wars no a traditional one on one duel. The clashing there was a duel, but it wasn't the clashing of the blades. Like that whole, I, I keep going back. The way it was orchestrated from the WTF moment to Ray catching the lightsaber to dark and light facing off the guards, mm-hmm. the, the, the choreography and the design of those guards being lightsaber proof in a way. Yeah. I mean, it was like it's it's the stuff of dreams. And like, they're varying weapons. Like right. all of them have different weapons. So right. They different fighting styles. Um, great. Great, great, great. And of course, the Luke and Kylo Ren thing, which yes, you know, going on repeat viewings, you begin to see the clues mm-hmm. of the Force projection. At first, completely by surprise. Like remember, like I remember one shot particularly. You look at uh, you look like Kylo Ren, right? And he like he pretty much like does like a horse kind of thing. Like he uses his foot and mm-hmm. scoops on the ground, like preparing himself, right? And then it, it makes like a red uh, red mark on it versus yeah. uh, versus Luke. Nothing. And there's even a close nothing. up of his feet. Yeah. And like nothing. Also, his lightsaber. That thing was broken. How did he? It's the exact same lightsaber. Also, um, I didn't know there was just for men in the uh, <laughs> Star Wars universe. Well, he did make himself look younger. Where, where just for men is when you oh, color good. to make it. Well, I don't use that brown. shit. So. Also, Poe says it. How the hell did he get in here? Yeah, the back exit. Like, wh- okay. where, where did he come from? And again, if you're watching the movie, you can assume with Ray maybe or the X-Wing I again one of my expectations was he's gonna come in blasting with his his X-Wing mm. and that did happen and it's like that's okay that's awesome because he's beyond the X-Wing now. it was even better this way and I have to say like I love the Yoda moment but I think what got me the most emotional on this was the reunion with Luke and Leia I think that hit huh. I mean just this it, even the way that that was lit 
Mm-hmm. And then he came down and then that Hashtag just, lit? Yes. The way that the scene was lit and the look in, in Luke's eyes yeah. and, and, and the face and, and what Leia says, I'm just glad you're here at the end. And like, it, and nothing it, ever truly And it ends. felt like the end, though, in a way, because like, they were all prepared to die. And it is it is uh, quite like, yeah, like the moment of levity between them two. He's like, she she said, I know I changed my hair. And, she, and then he's right. like, you look good in it. You know, you know who wrote that line? Carrie. Carrie mm-hmm. Fisher. She wrote that line. I mean, I think that was the, the moment where I was closest to just like I was nearly in tears because I love that Luke and Leia theme. <laughs> and it's like it's one of those things like I know we this entire time we've been saying that. A lot of the things that happen is not what we had in our heads. Mm-hmm. But when those moments do happen and they make sense, like that reunion, like in my head, I had this picture of those two reuniting with that Luke and Leia theme, and it happened, and it was amazing. It wasn't what I had expected, but it was still pulled off and worked brilliantly. Right. And I think that's the way I would describe this whole film. Mm-hmm. A lot of things don't go the way that I expected them to, but that doesn't mean that they're bad. They're still pulled off and done very well. Um, oh, and I just want to address this because um, a lot of people have issue with like, oh, really? The First Order couldn't just, it took them all, that whole time. They couldn't just blow up the ships running away. It was the slowest speed chase in the history of ever. Um, what ships? The cruisers the or, cruisers. or escape pods? The cruisers. Okay. But I think they make it very clear from the beginning. That they're shit. That their ships are faster than the First Order ships, so they can stay far enough away so where their shooting doesn't affect anything. And yes, they could have thrown out all their fighters, but they would have lost a shit, shit ton, ton of fighters. Them. And the whole thing is like, they're all, they're at death's door. It would be much easier to just wait for them to run out of fuel and pick them off one by one. Which, by the way, their plan was working. They took out, like, three giant ships by just following them. Yeah. So I I had no issue with that either. But also, I think what this movie does so well is that more than any other film, you feel, on a gut level, the resistance being exterminated. Especially because when you... When they evacuate, there are, like, 30 transports that leave the main cruiser to go down a crate... And I think a good four or five made it out after the first order got finished with them. Got By down the, the end, crate. the entire resistance is able to fit on the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> That's sad. That's why Porgs I, included. Porgs included. <laughs> they're they're a deep part of the resistance. Um, but no, that's why I think it's a good idea to jump forward a few years. Yes, because they were like they need to rebuild. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I I almost think it would be a cool thing. To where the movie has the, the the rebels winning, the resistance winning. Like they got the first order cornered. Yeah. And it's it's sort of that's where you start the story. Right. I think that would be kind of cool. Well, not like Mocking Jay Part Two. Because remember Mocking Jay yeah. Part Two, it was just like one scene, the war's over, let's kick the capital. I don't want like that no. like Well, let's have it more even. Right. I don't want it to still be like this is our last hope. It's like let's let's they they a lot's right. happened since mm-hmm. then. They're they're e- they're evenly matched. I think that would be good. Like in terms of numbers and right. stuff. Like it's like a that. real civil war kind of thing going on. Yeah. Well, there's nothing civil about it. War. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I also I, I like the Laura Dern in this, and I like her even more with every dude. That fucking shot where uh, her last moments, right? Her last moments. She's in the 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 ship, 
And then uh, she goes into the light. She aims her, uh, her the vessel to uh, to one of the First Order uh, ships and completely bulldozes that, that visual. Shit I will never forget. With the, that was one of the the most impressive, just amazing visuals in all of Star Wars. Just to see, and it wasn't just the it wasn't just to make sure I saw that correctly. It wasn't just Snoke Star Destroyer that was just like was cut in half, right? It was other, other Star ones that were just completely because. When you jump into hyperspace and when you just blow up, I mean, and by the way, the effect, I, I just loved going to that Star Destroyer and seeing how devastated it was. That entire fleet was pretty much gone, right? Yeah. After that explosion. Um, and I know that Moreno was complaining how Phasma was like far away, but like an explosion that big, you're going to be knocked a ways away. Yeah. I, it's not a big issue. It's not really an issue for me. Um, BB-8 was great though, wasn't he? So many times. Murderous little droid. He was amazing. Fun in this. I love BB-8. Uh, so that was our uh, our uh, further discussion on the Last Jedi. Did you enjoy this podcast? Uh, if you stuck to the end, I hope you did. Uh, if you like all of our uh, what we discussed here, you can check out more on podcast.com. You can check out everything else on iTunes and YouTube and check out our bright and shiny faces in the flesh uh, on YouTube. And yeah, so uh, Alexis and Peter, thank you for uh, joining me on this lovely go watch uh, this podcast. Movie. Yeah, go watch it. Uh, tell your friends. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Tori and Kermit, take it away, and may the forest be with you. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's on the other side? Rainbows are visions, only illusions. Rainbows have nothing to hide So we've been told and some choose to believe it But I know they're wrong, wait and see Someday we'll find it The rainbow connection The lovers, the dreamers Wow, I wish I could sing like you. <laughs> Who said that every wish would be heard and answered? Wished on the morning star. Well, you know, somebody just thought of that, and someone believed it. And look what it's done so far. You know? What's so
sweet sound that calls the young sailor. The voice might be one and the same. The rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers.